0: Yo, 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 you already know who it is. It's C-Money, giving you the hottest defiance from the eyes of a DJ and the mouth of a burger. We got a mission today. So you not digging
1: me, you said my gang that we went like that. I wanted your gang and your whole mile a motherfuckin' bitch, hey. He say I was runnin' around time looking for some action. I ain't like that internet shit cause he went with you cap shit. Now my name say I had split in the
0: Yesterday, let me tell you folks, we did a podcast, our head was not in the correct state of mind. Reading all of these documents is easy to get worked up. And boy was I worked up yesterday. I was so worked up, in fact, I had no music, I had no script, and I was just rambling about the scam That is centralized banking or reserve banking or fractional reserve banking. It all is a big scam, but you can't lose your mind. Yesterday, we had huge legislation. We had ink on paper, folks. And today, it doesn't get any better. Huge podcast today. Level-headed, C-Money, really breaking down this DeFi news. The battle is not completely lost yet, but it's grim. So, as usual, let's not waste any more time and get straight on into the NFT news. Because that's what we come for, right? We come for the JPEGs. We come for the the stupid JPEGs. So, number one, we have Katara World. Looks stupid, sounds like Katara World. Number two... Okay, scratch that, scratch that. Number one, we got CryptoPunks, $1.2 million in volume. Wow, site, my, the site I use. they just updated the, the user interface. looks really good. I use CryptoSlam.io for all of my NFT information. So, back to business. CryptoPunks, number one, with $1.2 million in sales, seven transactions, seven buyers. That's up exactly 600% from yesterday. Number two is the Board Ape Yacht Club, because for some reason we can't get over coloring book NFTs. They sold $1.1 million in Ethereum worth of NFTs. And then number three, we have the Mutant Ape Yacht Club with $883,000 in volume. Bored Ape is killing it as normal public enemy number one. <laughs> So looking at the blockchains by NFT sales volume, Ethereum, as usual, is leading the way by a solid 5x. Solana's come. oh, sorry, Ethereum has $10.5 million in volume. Coming in at number two, we have Solana with $2 million in volume. Coming in at number three, wow, Immutable X with only $600,000 in volume. No one's holding a candle to Solana today. Very interesting. Quite frankly, I've only seen Solana really start to look like Ethereum in the NFT sales volume recently. Or at least be a clear second. It used to be constantly beaten by Flow, Immutable X, BNB even would get up there. Polygon would be up there. Today Polygon's only got fifty-seven thousand dollars in volume. Could be some good things on Polygon. I've had some Tezos people hit me up. They said they love Tezos. That could be another thing. The volume on Tezos is down fifty percent today, which is thirty-one thousand dollars in volume. Arbitrum, we have an airdrop coming for Arbitrum. Arbitrum is the thirteenth, which it's a it's a layer two, so but it is the thirteenth highest traded I guess it's the 13th highest settlement layer for NFTs. Does that make sense? They sold $24,000 worth of NFTs on their platform. Very interesting. Very, very interesting to me at least. Okay, so the top sold NFT was a mutant ape. It was number 27854 out of 10,000 different JPEGs in that collection, and it sold for two hundred and two thousand U.S. dollars. Coming in at number two, we have the Board Ape Yacht Club, and it was bored Ape number eighty-nine twenty-seven, and it sold for two hundred and two thousand dollars as well. This one's cool. It's got a gray background. He's wearing glasses. He's gray. Cool look like they're both they both have robes and so I'm sure these are these were bought as a pair especially the fact that they're a similar price or it was just wash traded so looking at the market we have nothing really crazy going on quite frankly it's all bearish i mean what's what's really what's really going on in the macro factors is quite frankly ridiculous we couldn't even start the podcast without talking about it Okay, well, what do we got? Well, just to break down the numbers, and then to get in kind of some some information, we only have $56 million in liquidations. Prices have been extremely stable. Extremely stable. They have been on the rise. Shouts out to all of my fans that have been sticking with me for a week or longer. I know you guys are out there. I see the DMs. I appreciate you. Um... You know, we've been betting on low volatility options literally since 18,000. When is Bitcoin ever in a $2,000 range for months like it is now? I mean, seriously, I'm not trying to sit here and pat myself on the back, but we always have new listeners coming every day. And so it's important to kind of take a step back sometimes. Looking at the top trades today, we have longs longs on ethereum million dollars is long or 750 ethereum at 13,050 us dollars bitcoin long 100 bitcoin is long what's up with these rounded numbers that's insane two two big trades of a, more than a million dollars this the second trade is worth two million dollars Put a long in at 19816 and the time was three minutes apart. Wow. So it's probably the same trader. Bullish. Some whale is bullish. And that's, honestly, that's usually what happens when price is stable. It's interesting because you still have the same market factors that normally go on. People still want to sell and there's still crazy world news. But what's happening right now is there are buyers and there are sellers at these price ranges and not just any buyers, whales that has specific, specified specific criterias of when they want to be buying in, whether that be, I know a lot of, a lot of guys use VWAP. They'll say, Hey, average me in through VWAP. I know some people that use different EMA strategies and they want to be, they want to wait for a specific EMA strategy and these big cryptocurrency brokerages basically get the fees and so they do it. <laughs> they do it and they make it possible for these big traders, these big whales to do trades like this. I mean, this guy looks like because these trades were so large, I'm not quite sure if this if the site is picking this up only market buys, you know, cuz we're looking at the highest trades and so that's also pretty interesting because usually you know for there to be a million dollar trade normally that would affect liquidity decently You know, a million dollars really isn't too much to FTX but it would be a lot if you just go on the app and just market by I'm sure it would just cause the algos to go crazy I'm kind of losing my train of thought here the main issue though before we get on to the news, is gasoline prices are rising? America blew up the pipeline. We, we we even said again we're gonna we're gonna shout out to the podcast weeks ago. We said that there were U.S. troops in Ukraine. Now, <coughs> excuse me, we're not a political podcast. I always say that. I don't care. I'm not on any side. But when you look at oil. And when you you even look at Bitcoin, right, and you look at what it takes to make a Bitcoin, it, it takes energy. And so energy is inherently important in the price. It matters. And so, of course, the governments want to affect different prices of energy throughout the world for sanctions and political narratives. But we're trying to stay out of that. It's honestly none of my business. but they blew up the pipeline this is the, this is the story they blew up the pipeline the same day they blew up the pipeline they opened up another new pipeline that just went through or i think it was it was UN gas UN oil to germany and as we all know the eu needs oil they don't have any oil they used to get it all from russia now it stopped. And so they've been saying the United States government has been price gouging their oil. So you blow up one pipeline. I mean, the, 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 seriously, the finance minister of Germany said the UN is price gouging their oil. So you blow up one pipeline and then the second one gets turned on and you're already price gouging. <laughs> they didn't blow it up. The thing is, though this is causing everything to rise the government is in an interesting i can't say the government the federal reserve is in an interesting point because it's almost like the worse things get the more bullish it is for the economy because the better it is the more res- the more assets the federal reserve is going to sell the more quantitative tightening they're going to do and so what people don't understand is when they buy the div right now, it's just going to make it worse. It's just going to make it worse, and the government is going to throw everything because at the end of the day, all they have is the U.S. dollar. Of course, they're going to go to a global currency when the dollar fails, inevitably, as everyone does. Shouts out to Ray Dalio. But they are going to do this through carbon credits. They said they were going to do this. And they're going to track how much carbon you're putting out into the atmosphere. This is already this is already being rolled out in the EU. And then, with those carbon credits, it's kind of exactly like it sounds, you're going to get money from those carbon credits. And you're going to be punished or rewarded based on how you live your life. So if you want to stand up to that, please send me a DM on Twitter, at Saggy March, and let everybody know... Not about this podcast. Send them to (laughs) InfoWars.com. For real. Send them to InfoWars.com because, quite frankly, we can be focused on the financial aspect of this fraud. Really. But it goes way deeper than that. At the end of the day, though, what comes first? The chicken or the egg? Well, Let's talk about that because a good segue into what we just talked about was the EU just banned any cryptocurrency wallet associated with Russians. Painful. Yesterday, they just announced that they were going to do this to their citizens. If you don't have your license connected to your Bitcoin wallet, you're not going to be able to use the. Big companies the big trusted centralized VC backed companies and so they want these companies basically to do the anti-money laundering KYC controls and so every DeFi platform should view itself as a bank if they're if they're operating with financial instruments and that sounds crazy because everyone's like oh yeah i I, who knew who would have thought but when you think about the fact that this isn't a bank this is numbers on a computer this is distributed ledger technology this is something that doesn't mess up if bitcoin messed up we'd hear all about it in the news Sometimes we hear about DeFi protocols messing up, but normally their grant programs and you, just the people building these protocols are pretty smart. To say that we haven't had big hacks would be silly. But the Federal Reserve got hacked and a bunch of people's information, private bankers' information, got hacked and released to the public. Now, of course, I'm against the bankers, but they have rights too. And so it's like, even them. Like, a lot of these people are fighting for this agenda of centralization. And all I'm trying to do is explain the benefits of ownership. Basically, these big companies, they have all the ownership. And so they can say, well, you're from Russia and you sent in your ID, so we're not going to mess with you. Well, Uniswap is owned by Dow. Now... We don't necessarily know how decentralized these organizations are because it's anonymous. A lot, you know, one person could meet the criteria on multiple different wallets so they could have multiple votes. But I just feel that these protocols have more decentralization than these huge companies do. These DeFi protocols, over time, I assume would get more centralized as the weak hands are shaken out. And the people who understand the longevity of the project will keep accumulating. Whereas the new person, the trader, will keep wishy washy trading, not really building a portfolio. But centralization's big risk is privacy. It's the fact that they request so much information in these central places. I can't even say that centralization in itself is a bad thing. One quote that I am on record saying, and I will say again, monopolization is just a market structure that hit its peak efficiency. The problem is, is humans are greedy in nature and they raise prices. And so for the end consumer, a monopoly usually ends pretty badly. However, there are some particular cases where I've seen in small towns, people have a monopoly and they not abuse it. They just want enough to live. But unfortunately, that is not the case of most, and that's not the case of our government. And so what they're doing is they're creating a monopoly on information. We deserve the right to have our own information and to protect our own identity. Everybody's getting scammed. Everybody's having their bank drained in traditional finance because somebody can steal your information that you put into Facebook or that you just recently, uh, a cell service, a cell carrier... In, I want to say the UK or the EU, I know for sure. It was like Vodafone or something. Just got hacked. And some of these people were giving them their social security number. When these people ask for these things, you know, if you don't have an ID, when they ask for your social security number, it's not too crazy. Like, okay, here it is. And so some people completely got exposed some people's addresses and celebrities celebrities addresses were getting leaked on the internet on the dark net and somebody offered to sell it for one point 1.3 million and then they were trying to break it down for 100k shouts out to some ordinary gamers on YouTube he put me onto that so we've already talked about it two times where huge huge data breaches have wrecked people at what point are we going to realize that giving them our license giving them all of our data isn't worth it because attackers and people who are bad are always gonna they're always gonna break the law whether they get caught or not and what happens is, is you still if you don't have access to the legal system you don't have money a fraud even though you weren't in the wrong and you couldn't have done anything. It still wrecks you. The court system in the United States of America is nothing nice. Especially for financial fraud. And it doesn't matter if you're in the right. It doesn't matter if you're in the wrong. It doesn't matter if you're left, on the right, or if you're on the wall. If you're getting sued for a financial crime or anything by anybody, It sucks. Let me just keep posting copyright music. <laughs> Hope you guys enjoy that. So huge news though. Just huge news the fact that they're basically trying to destroy Bitcoin through gatekeepers. They they're trying and it's it's crazy, right? Because overnight if you need to have Money laundering practices set in place. Is this a current? Is this money? Did we win? Is that what happened? I think we did be win. Hmm. Anyway, I went into my uh, news app and I saw like 60 freaking news articles about the worst blockchain in the world. If anybody knows, it's Cardano. It's not a blockchain. it's it's a dumpster fire, but people are building on there I guess and I think it's ridiculous. I, I don't know if they're paying this it's supposed to be a decentralized service and so it's kind of funny but whatever and some and some real news that's in some groundbreaking news, Grayscale, which if anybody doesn't know, the Rothschilds on a significant portion of Grayscale. They debuted Bitcoin mining investment vehicle that pays mined Bitcoin as a dividend. Bullish. Okay. I might I might I might buy into that. That sounds cool. Bitcoin is the only currency that I trust long term because right now I mean, hey, even the EU they're banning people without sending their license in, but long term that's bullish for bitcoin like i said yesterday sadly deleted the podcast and i deleted tuesday's podcast cuz i wanted it to be a 33 podcast so that i ended on i almost stopped this whole thing side note without defi what can you do i'm still rooting for defi i'm still holding defi if it goes to zero it goes to zero but i'm going to really let people aware of the risks and the fact that the government can shut this down overnight and it's going to go to zero back to what i was saying It'd be very interesting to see a Bitcoin asset in my 401k. Right now, I have lithium lit. I love global lithium. Some people told me like, oh, there's some other investments that you can get into. Cool. Right, uh, that's cool. I mean, I'm not really looking into it. I just bought a lithium mining ETF. I didn't really look into it because sometimes people look into things too much. I just looked at who owned it. And if I like who, if I like the the investors who own a company who own a project, I buy it. So someone right now is attacking Zcash, <laughs> Zcash shit chain, with a uh, Zcash is a privacy focused proof of work blockchain. So I kind of respect it. I can never hate on privacy and proof of work. So yeah. It's just, it kind of sucks, but that's, that's kind of what we're talking about though, right? Like these protocols, they'll, they'll get it kind of an attack, but a lot of times they fend them off. They, they, uh, I don't know. I, sometimes I am pretty impressed with DeFi and we have come a long way. It's easy to look and say we haven't built the infrastructure, but we have, it's here. We haven't built the user interface. Huge tangents on this episode. I tell you what, dropping bombs left and right. Ex-Coinbase employees raised $5.3 million for a Web3 infrastructure startup. Scale3 Labs just raised $5.3 million. Very interesting because Mistin Labs... The creator of Sui blockchain was involved in the funding round. It was led by Redpoint Ventures. Never heard of those guys. So I'm adding them to my list. Because. I hate when I see a venture firm that I don't know. Like I have notes on everybody. so Very interesting. Looks like. What they're doing is Muse said it it currently takes about eight hours for operators to update their nodes and scale three reduces that time to less than 20 minutes. Wow. I mean, that's nuts. And especially when you have, they just said that in the Aptos documents that the Aptos code was really running these nodes hard. And so this could be A huge breakthrough for Aptos. Because all of these guys are using very similar tech. Very, very cool to see. I'm excited about Scale 3 Labs. I'm going to write that down for our notes. Especially the fact that they're ex-Coinbase. Now, we know that Coinbase just laid off a bunch of people. And so, were these people laid off? Or did they quit? I don't know. The story behind the story. <laughs> Citigroup's digital asset director set for a new role at Swiss Crypto Exchange. Alexander Ketch, Citigroup's director of digital assets, has left and now he's in Switzerland. Probably because the regulation in America is gonna be trash and everyone's gonna go to Switzerland. How is this gonna work? How is this gonna work? He's running to Switzerland. And I believe we talked about Switzerland passed a favorable bill, but I don't think Switzerland wants to be a harbor for cryptocurrency. I have to, I'll have to look look into that. Which I'm gonna add two things to my notes today. <laughs> Sweet, man, I just saw it again. EU bans crypto payments from Russia in new san- in new sanctions package. It's here. Okay, so big news, huge news. We have MakerDAO. They just announced that they were investing $500 million in United States treasuries and corporate bonds. Let's go. That's bullish. For this allocation, the Dow has partnered with a DeFi asset advisor called Mani Man, money Talis. Money Money Talis. <laughs> I'm sure that's Latin. I'm gonna go ahead and again add that to my notes. Very interesting because how are these assets going to be spent? Looks like on these guys's website, they sh- they say they believe. And the financing of SME's transition to green economy businesses. So SME's basically fund small companies to medium-sized companies. They're money lenders. And so it's interesting. That's what they want. They're pushing the narrative. They're pushing the progressive narrative, so that, that checks the box. And they got U.S. Treasury, so that checks another box. So, yeah, they're sitting in good with me, MakerDAO. Looks like that's going to be the most decentralized thing. But watch, wait until the um, United Settlement Bank hears about that. (laughs) I hate this so much. (laughs) I hate the government. Why did they do this to me? You start reading the documents it makes you go crazy. I had to stop reading the documents. It's making me lose hair. It's making me lose hair. I'm finding out there's a central bank to the central banks. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's in it's in Swincer- Switzerland. Where is the International Settlement Bank? Its headquarters are in Fieschberg, Switzerland, in the Hof district. Look at that. My memory never fails. Crazy. It's got a population of 5,000 people. This can't be right. (sighs) Ridiculous, man. (sighs) Well, that's going to do it. Hold on. South Korea. Just made the first arrest in the Terra case. Oh shit! Is he gonna snitch? That's the real question. Is he gonna snitch? The Southern District Prosecutors of Seoul have reported they arrested a Terraform employee named Yu, or as he likes to go by, you. Bullish or bearish? Are they gonna find Duquan? I saw a tweet from Duquan's official Twitter. I even made sure because I couldn't believe it. She's talking about doing lines of blow with traitors. He is completely nuts. He's lost it. He's lost it, man. Poor guy. So he's just been ordered to return by South Korean authorities. He's not doing that. He ain't doing that. And so now South Korea, is, they're going after his buddies. It must be nice. Hey, by the way, we're giving you, If you better turn yourself in. He's like, nope. Four hours later, the first arrest is made. Crazy stuff. Okay, that's X going to do it. For all of us here at Web3TV, I'm C-Money. And don't just have a great day. Have a DeFi day. And really quick, you can go and do that by going on Curve finance you can also send me a dm on twitter at soggy margin say hey what's DeFi? another valuable resource invaluable resource is probably nielsen the, the nissan reports i mean nissan's one of the best uh, ethereum blockchain trackers you're like what glass is for ethereum and even now glass node has kind of switched over to doing ethereum stuff now as well um but those guys are really good to watch other people and to see what DeFi they're in. But providing liquidity, basically just owning the cryptocurrency assets, excuse me, voice is cracking here. Owning the assets, throwing them in a liquidity pool and letting them work for you is so cute. It's so punk rock. Let's eat.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah I like this song, but I think we need a street version, you heard? Yeah It's three o'clock in the morning And I'm walking with my strap Had a good dream about you And I shot you in the back All these niggas be capping They never pull up where we at And my chopper be singing And you know I never cap la, 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 la La, 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 la La, la I don't like guys cause these niggas made of plastic sure. She's so fine so you know I gotta have it yeah. Money man Mitch got a foreign on yeah. the traffic Ayy, ayy, on float with a hoe sure. on a boat She just wanna party with the okay. coke in her nose I ain't have shit now nah, I'm blessed okay. like a pope, ayy they want me dead, so I won't go to 40. Sonny, these niggas don't save me as Maury. Ain't for your head, not your foot. I ain't Tory. Wait, 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 what time is it? It's 3 o'clock in the morning, and I'm walking with my strap. Had a good dream about you, and I shot you in the back. All these niggas be capping, they never pull up where we at. And my chopper be singing, and you know I never cap. La 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 la
0: la 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 la